Gonna have a real good time together We're gonna have a real good time together We're gonna laugh each out together Have a real good time together Hello, it's Jokerman. Classic Jokerman. Just Evan and Ian and look Ian. normal. That's right. Normal style podcast. Which I think some people like, to be honest. I know I, I like getting, you know, cool guests and, and broadening the Jokerman community, but I also like the... I mean, I know when I listen to podcasts, I sometimes like the guests, like the guest episodes, especially when it's a good guest, but other times I'm like, honestly, I just wish it were the regular guys talking. Well, it's it's the unspoken thing. It's just like... It's always a little bit like a first date when somebody comes on the show for the first time. That's and right. Usually we, we have, we know how to pick them. We have good first dates that it's never like too awkward and you don't like hear like a, a big. There's not a 30 second of, pause while you're just like looking at a menu and then being like, uh, you know, so uh, what did you major in in college at 15 years after you went to college? Yeah. And then being like, I already, I told you earlier, I, I DM'd you. That, right. That I, I went to Puget Sound. It's like, oh, right. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. See, the best thing is when you can hit that kind of like sweet spot sort of thing. When you get a good guest who like kind of gets the vibe of the show and you bring them back two, three times, you know, I think for us, like, you know. And then you make love. Well, podcast. say you make. In the yeah, podcast, podcast sense. Sure. I think we got, you know, we got Will Sloan. We got Matt Farley. We got Tyler Wilcox. We got uh, Alex Papademus. We got uh, Ian Sfinonius. You know, we got, we say, got a, a say a woman, please. <laughs> Molly Lambert uh, yeah. has been on twice. Nomi Fry's um, got to come back on. Yeah, we'll get Nomi um, back at some point. We got a good. We got a good. Uh, Tiff, you know, Tiff Siegfrieds has to come back on. Deep bench. Yeah, we. we yeah, we. There's a lot of people who. Uh, I I think almost every time it's like easy and it's like people when we would pretty much always want to have somebody back on. Yeah. Except for AJ Weberman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have him back anytime, to be honest. I mean, he's allowed to come <laughs> he, back. He is allowed. I don't even know how to get in contact way. with him anyway. He's He's been banned from Twitter. But the Mossad is probably like... We've, we've <laughs> all been banned from Twitter, actually. That's the news, is that um, Twitter has, has banned everybody oh, yeah. from it's using done. it. It's toast. It's cooked. I, I mean, unless something changes, it's all dependent on what side of the bed Mr. Musk wakes up on. Um, so hopefully we'll all, uh, you know, just do something else for a little bit and maybe forget all about that stuff. Man, I got to say... It, it's, it's not good for the podcast, though. It's not great for well, engagement. Yeah. I mean, it's... It would be nice to have reliable access to our 11,000 followers on Twitter, uh, which is that far and away our, our biggest <laughs> following on a social account. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to, to, to lose all that if it means that Twitter just completely, you know, gets shit canned for good and, and Musk has to take a $44 billion write down. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get the feeling like there's some kind of sinister reason why this is happening. But that's um, the thing, though. It, there, it, it isn't. There is no sinister. Like, it would be better if there were a sinister reason. Like, if he was doing this because the Saudis like were commanding him or something like that. But there is. It's just he is a he has a, a broken brain. It is filled to the brim with microplastics and just the worst memes imaginable. And so he just, you know, decides, oh, this is a great idea to uh, just make uh, no one be able to read tweets on the platform where on you're supposed Twitter to read tweets. On the Twitter website. Yeah, he reminds me, I, I was thinking a lot about that episode of The Twilight Zone with the little boy, uh, It's a Good Life, you know, where he, the little boy has like sort of isolated this town and this family are like all... Oh, sort of the one where you wish him in the cornfield, right? Yeah, the cornfield. Yeah, yeah. He, they're all living in terror and everything he does, it's just... It's like it's real good that you did that. It's it's real good that you did that, son. Right. That's good. I was lo- like looking at the Wikipedia of that, just like the plot of it, and it's so much worse than I remember. Like the end of it is like he uh, it, it, he's sort of isolated this town. Ta- like there's no electricity in the town anymore, and and he makes it start snowing, and they're they're like it's gonna kill all the crops. Everyone's gonna starve. And then they just have to be like, it's good that it's snowing. Cool. <laughs> it sounds like a cool kid. Yeah. An, e- an Elon um, type of kid. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. He, um, he's the heir to a emerald fortune. Emerald fortune built on slave labor in South Africa. That's right. Yeah, the chaos emeralds. <laughs> so this is a pretty loose episode, as you can tell. <laughs> as and you can the tell. reason why is because is it's, it's, it's just a fun time at the, at the show, at the... We're going out to see the Velvet Underground tonight in Texas. And in San right? Francisco. And in, and in your town. That's right. Right down the street. I was looking this up earlier, actually, like where this place was, uh, The Matrix, um, which there is a separate set, which we'll probably talk about at some point, the, the complete Matrix tapes, where it's like everything. Uh, the record we're talking about today, 1969, The Velvet Underground, subtitle, with Lou Reed. Got to get that in there in mm-hmm. 1974 to uh, make sure that people know uh, the, who, who, this, who this band belongs to. Um, but uh, th- this record has some songs from, a few songs from A Couple Nights at the Matrix here in San Francisco, which was on Fillmore Street, uh, close up to kind of like the marina area at this point. And I was looking it up today. It's still, building is still there. Club is long, long gone. It's now like a um, uh, like a uh, high concept cocktail bar where you can sit in really oh. big, uncomfortable kind of chairs and get like a like a some sort of vodka based drink with like whipped cream on top of it. So oh. that's what's uh, that's what's happening. Uh, where you used to be able to see Lou Reed, Sterling Morrison, Doug Ewell, and Maureen Tucker play rock show. Wasn't there that one venue in Los Angeles that is now a sweet green? Is it? Isn't that mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that was torn down. Um, so, I mean, so on the site. I on the site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This place, it's, is st- like it's they... still the same building and it has just oh, become really? this bullshit, uh, you know, uh, cocktail bar or whatever. Uh, but yes. And, and that was that was the Matrix? Uh, that was it the was Matrix called? here in old San and, Francisco. And the, the other one, the other uh, locale is uh end of cole avenue in dallas texas right uh which Um, lou makes a reference to being in dallas in the very first song which uh we'll talk about uh momentarily i do want to just uh clear the air up here up front uh this is a 1974 live record from the velvet underground it is called 1969 because obviously it uh you know documents the band in 1969 
listeners may know, uh, there was a previously released live Velvet Underground record um, uh, at Max's Kansas City uh, from that came out in 72, documented the band in 1970, uh, that we have not talked about yet, and we might at some point, but we wanted to make sure to talk about this record in particular instead of that record, because this record features, again, Maureen Tucker on the kit. That record, The Velvets, in 1970, playing at Max's, that's the very end of the whole fucking, you know, charade, right before Lou's about to split. We've got Billy Ewell, Doug's brother, on the kit there. So if we could only pick one live record, we want the one that has Maureen Mo Tucker on it. And so that's why we're focusing on this one. Again, we might come back to Max's at some point, but it's just not, I mean, we, you know, we've been around and around and around in circles as to what constitutes the real Velvet Underground, but... If it's Billy Yule on the drums instead of Mo, that's I think we can both safely agree that that's not the Velvet Underground. Yeah, well, it's not what I want to hear. I that's I right. mean I don't I just don't care so much <laughs> about that. But this this I like, and uh, this is basically what we talked about with um when we had Ira Kaplan on of Yola Tango. That's right. That was the Velvets Live 68, and here we are a year later, and it doesn't sound like absolute dog shit like that one did. Um, you know, there is a charming element, I think, to, to something that sounds like it is uh, just been scraped out of the trash can. But uh, if you're trying to listen to music and, uh, you know, get to know the songs and the sound, this is, this is a better that's way to for, do it. I mean, That's for if you already love that band and that era and everything. That's like pre-love. That's right. This is um, this is how you get to that point. Yeah, getting your getting your toes wet, and the reason I mean, and that, and that makes sense too, right? Because this is uh, like we said, came out in '74, uh, documents the band in '69. It's a double LP set, a uh, lot, lot of music packed in here, and again, that subtitle with Lou Reed. So Lou had put out his first couple records at this point. I think this was right around like the Sally um, uh, release era, um, and so. The record label's trying to get him, uh, you know, a little, little pumped up, get some, get some people knowledgeable about where this weird guy came from. Um, and this was really like the main thing that you could get from the Velvet Underground for years and years, like for all the seventies into the eighties. Like this was the record that was in circulation and purchasable by people in public. I remember actually uh, uh, talking about this with Ira. Dean, remember he said Dean said it too. Oh, was it Dean? So, Dean, so, I, I know Dean said that this was the first. Um, Velvet Underground right. stuff he heard. That's right, yeah. And Iris said the first Ira thing too. he heard was yeah. Ocean, which is the first track from the second disc of this set. And he was like, this is what this is all about? <laughs> is this fucking song from these guys? This is why everyone loves this band? And obviously that um, is not necessarily why everyone loves the Velvet Underground. He's a live version of Ocean from 1969. But it is interesting just to think about like the the picture of who these people were as music makers that most people got at this time, if this was all that you had, like, right? Like just this one snapshot and everything that is outside of this that actually is the reality of what this band is. It makes them sound like a pretty normal group of people. Pretty normal, yeah. I mean, the first thing you hear is Lou just being like, oh, we saw your cowboys and then like <laughs> saying something about the game. And that was like, Quite specific. I don't remember what he says. I think he said that they were beating up on the Eagles. It was like 42-7 and a half. Uh, yeah. And you, you should let other people have a chance in football anyways. It's a great and, little uh, bit of a crowd crowd work from Lou. <laughs> he's really into he, it. He, he Well, he's just a very, uh, he sounds so calm and, and relaxed and cool. He, he doesn't sounds, sound like a, he sounds like a friendly person, really. He doesn't sound 
He just sounds very affable. Yeah, he sounds normal. Um, you know, and and this is this is like rock and roll animal kind of period, right? When he's coming out with the dog collar, um, and uh, and then you know singing songs about people getting raped in Tompkins Square. So like, well, that's when this, yeah, when that's this when this recording comes out. is released. Right. Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily um, helpful to that moment that uh, he was trying to cultivate that image, but. It is, uh, you know, as as much as probably kind of a cash grab, it's also a quite a generous glimpse into his history. Right. Yeah. I mean, for the people that might have been scared off by uh, by this scary rock and roll uh, goblin, uh, here's here's two albums worth of recorded music that illustrates he's he's also regular. He used to be regular. Yeah. Or he once was at one point. Yeah. Just uh, five scant years earlier. Um, do you like the cover of this record? Uh, it's a, it's an <laughs> it's, ass. It's a derriere. <laughs> it's, um, it's got this really stylized writing. Um, yeah, the, it's a very, it's an awful green color. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I, the colors are really unpleasing. The colors are just gross. Like, with the, it, yeah. with the red and blue on there, t- it's just like, it's, it's like a an terrible orangey red and, a, and just this like kind of clinical like medicine bottle blue and yeah this um picture of it appears to be uh i i would say a a scant ass um, a scant ass <laughs> wow in, in some kind of lacy hard to um, please i mean I, I i'm calling a spade a spade here <laughs> um but uh you know it's titillating nonetheless you know an ass is an ass that's right it's uh, a, it's I, I will say it's a kind of an iconic packaging. It um, is. I mean, I do like I can picture it when, and I I've seen it and remembered it from when I saw it the first time, and yeah, all that. It is. It is definitely an interesting uh, or eye catching and kind of signature uh, image. I think it fits in a little bit more with like the loaded squeeze kind of graphical uh, uh, era of the Velvets than it does with like obviously you know the Warhol era at the beginning, um, which is fitting because it it is more it is of them from that, that era than yeah, the yeah. other exactly. But it it also has a little. It's redolent of some of the Warhol uh, vibes in that it's. It uh, seems to be an actual photo. Yeah, there's some there's a bit of Warhol energy to it. Um, yeah, I wonder who who it is. Who who are we looking at here? I'm there sure there seems to be a, a boot, like a a tall, knee high boot that you get a glimpse of, and maybe some kind of mini skirt. I'm sure someone out there knows. Uh, I'm not pulling up anything here with immediate. Uh... Uh, searches uh, interestingly or funnily uh, also the it's a gatefold record right it's a double double LP so it's the two sleeves one on the front one on the back if you open it up it's a picture of the band with one Mr. John Cale in it no Doug Jules so this is a this is a really kind of um, uh, I it's think it's like a, you're in like a haircut place like and there's like a wall of toys and they're like bootlegs like like Spider-Man and Superman and uh and the Powerpuff Girls, right? Just like, and they're, they're all badly painted. That's um, that's kind of what this. It's a very like ugly duckling sort of middle, not specific version of the the band, but yes, that's fine. kind of lazily just put together. Um, and that makes sense, right? Because uh, because it was a bit of a uh, you know, just trying to make money off of Lou's sudden relevance in the culture. And I believe this was actually. A Steve Sesnick operation in the first place, you know the 
manager who would convince Lou to kick out John and then eventually had Doug Ewell take over the band after Lou left. Uh, you know, Sesnick, a real, real skeevy, skeevy yeah. type of fella. It does um, not have, it doesn't feel like it was thought out. It's but, not a very um, lovely, you know, a, a cared for kind of package, I think we can say. Who cares? I mean, I don't think it needs to be actually because it, it, the nature of the material, I think it suits it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is, uh, it's good music, as we say around here. And on that note, should we talk about it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> 